Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week, we did it. We watched the Lizzie McGuire movie. Yes. This masterpiece came out May 2nd, 2003. I saw this movie in theaters. I believe I did. I don't specifically remember, but you know how sometimes movie commercials are like, in three days, like to the premiere. I remember like seeing that being like, Dad, three days. Three days. <laughs> <laughs> I was with my friend. I went with my friend and her family, but oh, it was so excited. It we walked was... out of the movie theater singing. That's how iconic the song was. <laughs> it was a monumental moment in history, and if you weren't there, then it sucks to suck. Yeah, I'm sorry for you. It was truly a time. Exactly. Um, so this was a, uh, obviously we did not watch it in our um, DCOM run-through. This was not a Disney Channel original movie. Mm -hmm. This was, I believe, one of, if I'm not mistaken, the first theatrical Disney movie based off of a TV show, I think. Sounds right. Um, so obviously, this movie stars Hilary Duff as our favorite everyday queen, Lizzie McGuire. Mm -hmm. um, her mom is played by Hallie Todd, who was the mom in The Ultimate Christmas Present. Her dad is played by Robert Carradine, who is in the Revenge of the Nerds franchise. He also has many brothers who also do acting. Uh, Matt is played by Jake Thomas. He's been in one episode of many TV shows that are still running today. He was also a recurring character in Cory in the House. Um, Alex Borstein, who plays Miss Ungermeyer. <laughs> Truly, she, she put her Ungermussy into this role. <laughs> She was made for this role. She was made for this role, and it had it's so ingrained in me that every time I see her, I don't see her past Miss Ungermeyer. She has an Emmy for playing for being in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, but she is Miss Ungermeyer. Just she no. gave her all. She said, "I'm going to take this role, and I'm going to give it every single thing I have, and it's going to be so iconic. No one's ever going to forget it." Yeah, not a single line she says in this movie has ever left my mind sh since she said she it. She yeah, she took, <laughs> she was a minor character. She wasn't in the series, so she knows she had to make her mark. And boy, did she. Boy, did she. <laughs> yeah. Ethan Kraft, a major part of the Lizzie McGuire TV show. No in this impact. Movie, forgettable. Yeah. Kate Sanders, forgettable. Miss Ungermeyer? Nope. A legend. A legend. If you don't think of the Lizzie McGuire movie and think of Sneaky Little Brown Noser with a hidden agenda, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I trust you. Parents, shut your pie hole. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I don't, I obviously remembered the character, but then rewatching it, like finding out she's the principal of the high school, that's hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's taking all of them on a trip to Italy. Well, there's something that I just noticed the first round when I watched this, when I watched this movie the other day. I'll get to it when we get there. Um, and then lastly, I have Yanni Gelman, who plays Paolo. Um, he was Garrett in Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. And I remember finding that out in high school, and my mind was goddamn blown. I was like, you're <laughs> telling me this man's not Italian? <laughs> that accent was so convincing <laughs> to my six-year-old mind. <laughs> okay, do you remember rumors whenever we were kids that Isabella wasn't played by Hilary Duff, but was played by uh, her sister Haley Duff? Her voice was Haley Duff. Yeah, but people, like, I remember back in my grade school, it was, like, a thing where if 
like people would be like, did you know that it was actually her sister playing Isabella? It wasn't her. Like, and I was like, the body? Like, yeah. Okay. And I was like, no, I don't think so. I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's like, you know how you were saying with the parent trap, you didn't know that it was just yeah. Lindsay Lohan. I think it was that similar thing that people just couldn't believe Hilary Duff is such a versatile actor. I, I, I recognized her. I knew I knew Lizzie well. I didn't know Lindsay like I like I knew Hillary at this moment. Yes. <laughs> um, for I remember I didn't know that Lizzie was short for Elizabeth. So for like a day when I found out that Lizzie McGuire had my name, I was like, everyone called me Lizzie. And then my mom was like, no. <laughs> and guess what? It never stuck, thankfully. <laughs> um, that's all I have for people. Um, Ethan Kraft didn't really do much. Kate Sanders, that's literally all she is is Kate Sanders. I don't know what she does now. Again, she knew. Um, you'll notice that Lelaine is not in this movie. Yes. Um, apparently she did not return for the final few episodes of Lizzie McGuire or this movie because she was trying to focus on her singing career. Mm -hmm. But they told us that Miranda was just completely missed, like, the entire end of eighth grade because she was visiting her family in Mexico. I mean, people did that. People would leave, like, the last week of school and go on vacation. Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't know, eighth grade? I feel like that's... Well, that's okay, because, I mean, obviously I knew this the past few years, but as a child, I always assumed she was graduating high school. Yeah, no, she's graduating eighth grade. Graduating eighth grade, and then they're going to Rome? Yeah, it's a lot. Well, this is what this is what I was going to say. Apparently, majority of the class opted to go to a water park. That's because they couldn't... Their families probably couldn't afford to send them to Rome. Probably. <laughs> The Maguires were upper middle class. Listen, the classism in this movie, how Miss Ungermeyer's like, you guys are the cultured ones, everyone else chose the water slide park. They couldn't Man, afford this is Rome. public school. <laughs> oh my god. Miss Ungermeyer. Um, okay. Oh, I also wanted to point out that Yanni Gelman was in Jason 10, aka Friday the 13th 10, aka Jason in Space. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Um, okay. Shall we begin? Yes. So this movie starts out, and you don't think you're watching the Lizzie McGuire movie. I, I hate... I remember that, because as a kid, I had anxiety, still do, um, and I was so afraid that we would be in the wrong theater, and that we would be watching a scary movie, and, like, I, we weren't supposed to be, so I remember the beginning of this, and being like, is this the Lizzie McGuire movie, because this does not seem like the Lizzie McGuire movie. Yeah, well, on that, I was just scared that I would see a trailer for a scary movie. No, uh, during the trailer, sometimes my mom and I would have to stand outside Same? the theater oh my God, until, I that too. <laughs> until the actual movie was about to start. <laughs> Anyway. Just undiagnosed anxiety things. Um, How did our parents not know? <laughs> it wasn't a thing in 2003. <laughs> it wasn't a thing. <laughs> anyway, so this movie begins, and it's like very like like technical. Like we, you see, would like, think hands. this was the beginning of Agent Cody Banks, of, or like Mission Impossible. Like <laughs> yeah. you see, like these hands. It's very like like even. Even, like, when it says, like, Hilary Duff, the Lizzie McGuire movie, it's very, like, 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 chrome lettering, and you're like, what is going on? But then we learn that it's Matt, and he's assembling a remote control car with a camera on top to go spy on his sister getting dressed. Yeah, creepy. It's supposed to be like, oh, blackmail, because Lizzie's so embarrassing, but, like, this whole, he drives the car into her sister's room while she's preparing the for The car with grade. the camera on it. Yeah, while she's preparing for it through graduation. So then once Lizzie reveals herself, we get normal credits. We get Lizzie 
being herself. Listen, we get the montage, the getting ready montage to the Tide is High. The Tide is High cover by Atomic Kitten. One time Kelly and I were at a trivia night and they played <laughs> the Tide is High and we were like, we know it's not Atomic Kitten, who the artist is, but we don't know who the real artist is. It's Blondie. We couldn't, we didn't know who the real artist was, so we wrote Atomic Kitten. Because this scene is so iconic. This scene is so iconic. Lizzie is getting dressed. She's wearing the blue top, the newsboy cap. She's singing. We can hear her singing singing along to the music. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt is, like, filming her the whole time. She's just being a typical teenage girl. Yeah, apparently singing while you get ready is so embarrassing. Apparently. Well, then, because we get, we'll get to it. But, like, he's just, like, laughing along the whole time. And I'm like, she's like, haha, this is so embarrassing. She's just singing getting ready. So? Yeah, it's not, she's, she's just being a 14-year-old. See, okay, my problem, though, is that I feel like Lizzie is a pragmatic girl. How did she not have an outfit picked out before before, like, for graduation. Like, she's trying things on, trying to figure out what she's going to wear for graduation the day of. Yeah, I feel like she's she's a day of kind of person. Because mm. I do remember there was an episode where she, like, has this cute outfit. She, like, um, goes to her closet in the morning. She picks out this cute outfit, and she's like, there's a pizza stain on the shirt. So then she has to go and <laughs> change her outfit. And also, another thing about the Maguires being upper middle class. Then how come her mom was shopping at the swap meet? Plot holes. <laughs> Plot holes. Anyway. Yeah, I don't I don't know how they afforded this trip for Lizzie to go to Rome. <laughs> and more, but we'll get to it. Um, so yes, yeah, so Lizzie is singing, and I'm, li- I'm not even going to look at my notes. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to recite this entire thing from memory. Yeah. Um, so she's, like, in this, like, funky little outfit, and she, like, dances her way into the bathroom, but then she trips on the rug and she falls into the tub. Classic Lizzie. Lizzie's a clumsy girl. It happens. She's not, I feel like she's not, like, a clum, like, I feel like she, she, she's not, like, a clumsy in a cute kind of way. Clumsy isn't cute. Stop. <laughs> no, I mean, like, that's what I, they're not, like, trying to pretend. Yeah. Like, no one's ever, like, oh, like, all the boys come to me. Like, no, Lizzie falls. She fucking falls and everyone laughs at her. Yeah. <laughs> and there's even, I remember the episode, well, because I recently watched Lizzie McGuire, like, a year ago. Because we had Disney Plus and the pandemic. Yeah. It was the episode where she gets a seventh grade mentee who, and, like, Lizzie becomes her role model before, like, Andy starts taking over her life. And Lizzie, like, Andy becomes too much and Lizzie's eventually like, you don't want to be, you don't want to be me. She's like, I fall. All the time, and it's not fun. <laughs> yes, Lizzie is relatable in her clumsiness, my clumsy queen. Yes. It's not cute. The idea that being clumsy is cute, I don't know who perpetrated that, but it's not true. It's not. And Lizzie, Lizzie made us realize. And all of my friends from high school will tell you, it's not cute whenever I spilled my water all over the table and everyone needed to grab all of their belongings so I could that, go Okay, that happened like every day. Yeah. Someone <laughs> spilled their water on the table. Yeah. Um, so... But yeah, okay. Matt has this on recording, her falling into the shower, and the shower curtain, ah, so funny. He's like, got it. Yeah, so then we cut to, the whole family's arriving at graduation, Lizzie is in her cap and gown, um, that's when we learn she's going to Rome for two weeks, uh, for a, a little, uh, cultural, educational trip in between middle school and high school. Yeah, mom is just talking about how she can't believe she's so grown up, and she's so proud of her, and Lizzie goes over to talk to Gar- Gordo for a little bit. And then Kate comes up, <laughs> and she tells her, uh, do you have it word for word? I don't have it memorized. I was, like, was going to write it down word for word, but I didn't. It's, it's something, something like, about, only you think you could pull off that blue peasant that top. Powder dress- blue peasant top, never had it. I don't even know. Yeah, like, dresses and top. And then she, she unzips her robe. Yeah. And sa- she says, she says the harsh, not the harsh, the second 
harshest words. We'll get to the harshest words. <laughs> the second, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven words. Lizzie McGuire, you are an outfit repeater. She says it so loud, it echoes throughout the entire hall. Everyone just silences. <laughs> and you know what I want to say to Kate Sanders? I think Kate Sanders has a huge impact on the fast fashion industry that is still around today. <laughs> we should all be outfit repeating. That's the point yeah. of clothes. Kate, do you not have a washing machine? Ma'am. <laughs> the Maguires do because they're upper middle class. <laughs> but like, okay, I kind of get like the idea of like, oh, it's a fancy occasion. So like, I want something new to wear. But like, we should all be outfit repeating. That's the point of clothes. However, you should like them and rewear them. Cartoon Lizzie's mind. So first of all, whenever I watched this as a child, I didn't realize that cartoon Lizzie was like her mind reacting to the situation that just happened. Mm -hmm. Like that didn't like fully comprehend to me until I remember like hearing the commercials like, get inside her head with Lizzie McGuire. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> but uh, thought Lizzie goes, well, Kate, you're an outfit rememberer. And I feel like that is so relatable. To ha- like, one, it's a very good comeback. Like, why would she care what Lizzie's wearing? And two, she doesn't actually say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, but also, like, wearing an outfit multiple times isn't embarrassing. Why would that be embarrassing? I don't know. One time I said this at, like, so- it was, like, soccer practice freshman year. I, like, barely knew, like, no one knew who I was because I was, like, super quiet. And, like, none of you guys, I wasn't really friends with you guys yet. And someone told our coach, they were like, you wore that jacket last week. And I go, you, Mr. Livingston, are an outfit repeater. And only one girl laughed. And to that one girl, I know, I remember you. I appreciate you. I love you. I just mouthed to Kelly who it was. (laughs) She would. She's a true one. True friend. So she, I, she's, I assume she's not listening, but if, if you remember, I appreciate she you. She likes the Instagram posts sometimes. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> um, okay, so the teacher comes up to Lizzie, Mr. Escobar, and it turns out that uh, Margaret Chan, the class president, got sick with Ebola. <laughs> or the flu. Or the flu. Um, Margaret Chan is also the only, like, Asian person we ever see. And Lizzie McGuire, and she's the class president. Okay, but also on the sign it says valedictorian, so, like, get your story straight. Yeah, so, and the vice president of student council did not graduate, and Lizzie, who's the treasurer, she now must (laughs) give the speech. And she says, all I did was give petty cash. (laughs) And he's like, doesn't matter, you gotta give the speech now. So, of course, Lizzie gets up in front of the crowd, and she's not doing well. So She's very nervous. She turns around to her support system, Gordo. Listen, <laughs> I have thoughts on Lizzie and Gordo. We'll, we'll get, I, I don't think now is the right time to bring it up. Oh yeah, there'll be plenty of times. Yeah, so Gordo tells her, he's like, hey, like, why don't you go, like, get some water? So she's like, okay, uh, I'm gonna go get some water now. But then she trips, and she falls into the curtain behind the stage, and the entire thing comes falling down. Classic Lizzie. Everyone is cracking up because this is hilarious. And again, this is this is the clumsy embarrassing. This is no yeah. one thinks this is cute. Yeah. <laughs> so uh the, the next f- thing we see, Lizzie and her family are at the airport and she is ready to flee the country because <laughs> apparently her video was on Good Morning America. Lizzie's parents are like, who would send that video in? That's just so immature, and Matt's just kind of like laughing to himself a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, so Lizzie's ready to flee to Rome because she is so embarrassed, and they're like, it's going to blow over. It'll be fine. Yeah, so that's when we see Miss Ungermeyer arrive. She's in, like, an airport, an airplane cart, 
Gordo explains to Matt that she's going to be their high school principal for the next four years. And he's like, and you need to get on her good side. A good side is like a, a guarantee to like any good college anywhere you want. But her bad side is not where you want to be. So <laughs> all the parents come up to Miss Ungermeyer and they're like, my son has asthma. He needs an his inhaler. Oh, my my daughter's allergic to peanuts. What are you gonna do about that? And so Miss Uncrumeyer <laughs> turns on her portable headset in the middle of the airport, and she <laughs> says, "Attention, parents, shut your pie hole." <laughs> yeah, she just gives a speech about like Rome and all the culture they're going to experience, and this is where she mentions that your other classmates decided to go to Water Slide World. Yeah, so that's when Gordo takes his... Gordo, um, if you don't remember from the series, both of his parents are therapists. So Gordo's fucking rich. That's why he's on this trip. Um, So Gordo decides to go suck up to Miss Ungermeyer to try and get on her good side early. And Miss Ungermeyer says, David Gordon, I think you're a sneaky brown noser with a hidden agenda. She says, that must be Italian for... (laughs) Right off the bat, she pegged Gordo word for word. (laughs) If, if this movie teaches us anything, it's to aspire to be like Miss Ungerman. <laughs> She's not taking any parents' crap. She's not taking any students' crap. <laughs> She's here to do her job and do it well. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Lizzie is saying bye to her parents. Her mom cries. She cries a little. She gives They give each other a hug. And then Kate shows up for the last minute flight, just as Lizzie's like, well, at least Kate's not coming. Oh, there's Kate. There's Kate. As they're walking to the gate. I thought about this. I was like, is this post night Now that I know what an airport gate is now. I think I talked about this uh, in a previous episode. Because I, I didn't... People would always be like, oh, you can't walk up to the gate anymore. Like, pre-2001 on TV shows. And I'd be like, I don't know what that means. But then I realized that they... I think the family left before they got to the gate. And I was like, this was 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Gordo and Lizzie are met by Ethan. Where he says, we're going to the land where they invented spaghetti. And as a child, I thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> okay, I just, why does he keep acting like they're friends? Like, I know that Miranda's not there anymore. They are, like, kind of friends. <laughs> like, low-key. Yeah, like, I guess. They're, they're, like, class acquaintances, basically. Yeah. And, like, he, he knows that but Lizzie has a crush on him. The sad thing is, did Ethan, Ethan have friends of his own? Maybe they just went to Waterside World. really. Like, he doesn't have friends. He like, never had Gordo and Lizzie are his friends. and They really are. I know, but to them, he's just, like, kind of there sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. I'm sorry, he, Ethan. I just I just think he's living in his own world. Just, he doesn't, he doesn't care. He's just a himbo. Yeah. <laughs> Simply no thoughts. I never thought he was cute, though. <laughs> he, he, he washes, rinses, and repeats, but he doesn't repeat. My sister brought that up a few months ago. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, the only thing I remember is that he washed, rinses, and repeat, but he doesn't repeat. Yeah. Um, okay. So we get this cute little montage of Lizzie and Gordo on the plane. Listen, back in my Tumblr days, this little gif used to be all over Tumblr, and occasionally I would reblog it because it's cute. Of Lizzie on his shoulder. Yes. And he looks, and then he smiles, and then he goes back to sleep. Yes. I love it! I love Lizzie and Gordo. As we've established before in this podcast, I love a friends-to-lovers trope. Yes. Especially, like, when they, when it's not, like, when it's not, like, foreseen from the beginning. I like when they start out as friends and it's not, like, oh, like, they've been pining after them the whole time until she finally gives in. No, I, like, they're best friends and they gradually fall in love with each other at the same time. I mean, like, okay, not at the same time. (laughs) Okay, so, like, we know Gordo has always had a crush on Lizzie, but in the series, 
that's not really explained until later on. So the first instance we actually get of Gordo having feelings for Lizzie isn't until the episode where she gets her first boyfriend, Ronnie. Yes. And that's not until like mid-season two, right? So this whole time, there were no indications at all that Gordo had a crush on Lizzie. And that's what I like about it. I like that it wasn't the whole time where Gordo's like, uh, like, why doesn't Lizzie love me? Blah, 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 blah. The whole time he respected her. He never wanted to cross that boundary because he respected their friendship too much. And again, it was brought up again whenever Lizzie was sort of like a, a Dear Lizzie columnist. And we get that um, that letter that we know Gordo sent it in, but Lizzie doesn't. So he's like, Dear Lizzie, like, I have feelings for my friend. What do I do? And that's the first time it's really solidified. The In the boyfriend, the Ronnie episode, we get the Oscar-worthy shot of Lizzie getting her first kiss. They, she, she leans into Ronnie, they kiss, and then they pull apart. Gordo is in the background, and he is just absolutely heartbroken. And my heart breaks for Gordo. <laughs> but even more than that, after Ronnie and Lizzie break up, and Gordo's there supporting her, he never makes it about, like, oh, I'm glad that they've broken up, or, like, anything like that. Like, he is just there to support her as a friend, and, like, to uplift her yeah, he's as much as he can. Friend. But it's never, like like, ah, this is my chance to move in or anything like that. It is very, like, respectful and just, like, you deserve more than that. And not, like, you deserve more than that and I can give you more than that. But, again, just, like, so respectful. Gordo is the Yeah, best. all he did was just, like, like, try to bring her confidence back. He's like, no, like, you're, like, like in my opinion, you're the smartest or the prettiest girl I know. But he, he was not, but she was just like, oh, like, you're a really good friend. Yeah. Um... And then there was the murder mystery party episode where Kate finally went to Lizzie. She's like, wake up, Lizzie. Gordo's in love with you. <laughs> and, like, they, they, like, sort of are, like, about to talk about it. But then, like, it's too awkward because they don't, both of them are like, we don't want to ruin our friendship. So they just don't say anything about it. And then from then on, we just move on where they just kind of pretend like it never happened. Mm -hmm. And so, like, this whole movie, we all know that Gordo was in love with Lizzie. And Lizzie is still kind of in denial about it. Well, and, like, ugh. Gordo is such a good friend. We'll we'll talk more about it as we go. <laughs> okay, so after the plane montage, we get a bus ride montage through Rome. Mm -hmm. And then they arrive at the hotel. Um, Gordo is assigned to a room with Ethan, and Lizzie is assigned to a room with Kate. Um, after they, like, settle into their rooms, Gordo takes Lizzie up to the roof to for a view for the city. And she says, Gordo, when we're here, promise me we'll find adventures. Yeah, um, and that they'll do whatever they want to do. Yes, yeah, so the next day, the class goes to the Trevi Fountain. Lizzie decides to make a wish in the fountain, and she tosses her coin back in slow motion. She closes her eyes, yes. and when she comes back and opens her eyes, there is a handsome man looking at her, and he says, Isabella. <laughs> yeah, and she's, and she's like, like eh, no. nope. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, you look like my friend. And then Gordo's like, okay, come on, the group is going, we gotta go. Yeah, he's like, we're getting gelato, let's go. <laughs> um, but this man follows her, and he introduces himself. His name is Paolo, and... Other people who are on the street see Lizzie and Paolo together, and they say, Isabella! And they go up and they start asking for their autographs and pictures and stuff. Um, it turns out Lizzie looks just like Paolo's singing partner, Isabella. And Paolo says, can I see you again? And Lizzie's like, mm, I'm here with my class, uh, so maybe not. <laughs> and um, then Gordo is like, Gordo! Gordo! <laughs> Gordo's like, what about adventure, Lizzie? D d go, go for it. Why not? Yeah. He's like, I'll cover for you. Like, it's fine. You can go see him again. Yeah. And so, pa and Gordo even, encouraged this. Even Lizzie, like, at this point, is still, like, unsure. And Paolo's like, well, if you change your mind, meet me at 9 a.m. at the Trevi Fountain. Yeah. And at this point, he, like, kisses her hand and all these paparazzi take photos. Yeah. 
so at that night, Lizzie is listening to a Paolo and Isabella CD. Where did she get this? We don't know. I don't know. Maybe she bought it at like, the gift shop, the hotel <laughs> gift shop. But she says, she's like, if you're into Alanis Morissette, my life is never going to be anything. I just want to go die. Then you wouldn't like it. But if you're into fun, you would like it. <laughs> um, so, I, at first, I didn't know where that was going because I didn't know who Alanis Morissette was when I was a kid. And so I was like, is she trying to compare the two? Because they are very different. <laughs> Um, so Gordo, again, encourages her. He's like, why don't, like, just go meet, like you said you wanted to have an adventure. Go meet him tomorrow. Like, I'll cover for you. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. So the next morning, Lizzie pretends to be sick and then sneaks off to the Trevi Fountain to meet Paolo. On her own. She's 14. She is alone in a foreign country and is going to meet the strange 17-year-old. 17. He's supposed to be 17 and she is 14. That, no. No, no, no. I would never. I would never let my child. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so Paolo just, like, takes her on a moped tour of the city. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they see a giant billboard of Paolo and Isabella, and she's like, oh, Yeah, wow, she's sort of, like, realizing like. how famous he is here in Italy. Yeah. Uh, we get well, a Okay, and this is something that's very interesting about the time period, because this is 2003, right? Where, like, if there were a really famous duo in Italy, like, we'd probably at least know of them. I don't know if we would. K-pop? K-pop was not here in 2003, was it? No, no, no. But I'm saying now. Oh, now. Yeah. yeah. Now, if yeah. there was, like, yeah. a very so, like, famous... This movie would not have been able to exist today. Yeah, because, like, the internet and all of that, like, yeah. we would just know who they were. Yeah, because we get a brief glimpse of Matt and his friend Melina, who I never liked. I never liked Melina. I was I was a Lonnie person. I liked <laughs> Matt and Lonnie. Um, Melina, look, just, like, Googling news stories in well, Rome. Melina's yelling at Matt because he sent the clip to Good Morning America without any incentive. Like, he didn't get any money for it. And she's like, we can't make that mistake again, Matt. Yeah, so they're just, like, Googling Roman news stories. So, like, if Lizzie's there, like, something's about bound to fall down. Mm -hmm. She's gonna, like, knock over the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... They immediately find an article of Lizzie and Paolo. Wait, they don't do that yet. Oh, just kidding. Um, so Lizzie is on the back of Paolo's moped, and they're stuck in traffic because there's like a cart full of goats or something, I don't know, mm -hmm. uh, blocking the street. And that's when the class bus stops behind them. So Gordo, like, basically just tries to distract Un Ungermeyer for a second, and Paolo and Lizzie are, are able to get away. I don't know how Ungermeyer would know immediately that that was Lizzie, because it's just a girl with blonde hair. Yeah, you don't see her from Like, you just front. see her hair with a helmet and, like, her outfit. Maybe she would yeah, recognize I mean, we, the outfit. Yeah, we had to increase conflict, raise the stakes a bit. Of course. Um, so Paolo and Lizzie are walking through this market, and Paolo explains the whole story. So they, he used to date Isabella, but he just loves her like a sister. They broke up because... And they're singing to a broke up because Paolo wanted to do more serious solo music and Isabella said no. Paolo said, Paolo said that Isabella freaked out and he thought that uh, Lizzie could help him with this dilemma that he's in. So he and Isabella are supposed to present, a, present an award at this Italian award show and if neither of them show up or she doesn't show up, the record company will sue. Uh, Paolo wants to go solo with his music because he writes all the songs. And he says, see, I like, la 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 la, it just comes to me. <laughs> like, Lizzie, that should have been your first red flag. I know you're 14, but <laughs> he's, he, he's, like, 
trying to show her how he writes music. La 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 la, it just comes to me. Yeah, and then he's also like, it's just natural to me, but Isabella, she lip syncs. Which, like, okay, back in this time, lip syncing was a very big deal, too. Yeah. So, like, it's It's not, it's obviously, like, not a thing now. Like, no one really cares if you do it or not. Yeah, but Um, I remember it being such, like, a big deal about, like, famous celebrities. Like, are they lip syncing? Yeah, especially if you were, like, at an award show and you could tell they were lip syncing. It'd be news the next day. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Paolo wants to protect Isabella. He says that if this gets exposed, exposed, it could hurt her career. So Lizzie's goes, oh, he's so caring. Well, yeah, and Lizzie's like, um, I think I'd be too nervous in front of a huge crowd. And then Paolo's just like, oh, I couldn't ask you to do this. And then Lizzie's like, okay, yeah, I guess it's fine. He basically guilts her into doing this. He's like, oh, it's okay, I'll just, I'll just never have a career, it's fine. Yeah, so, so we Lizzie, cut back to the hotel. Lizzie's so young and so naive. He's 17! <laughs> like, I understand that, like, ugh, it's just weird. It's weird. It's, ugh. Like, <laughs> she's 14. She might be 13. I don't know if we know when Lizzie's birthday is. She might be 13. But, like, it's also very, very, like, it's very plausible that as a 14-year-old girl, she would fall for this. Well, Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, like, looking back as an adult, I see all the red flags. Yeah. But, like, it's just creepy. Like, why would a 17-year-old be interested in a 14-year-old? Yeah. Just... A 14-year-old. That's... You're... Anyway. (laughs) Um, So, Lizzie tells Gordo everything that happened back at the hotel, um, and Lizzie's just gushing over Paolo. Um, Gordo sort of tries to, like, ground her. He's like, you know, you have known him for only a day. Yeah, and he's, he's a little sketched out by how Lizzie is talking. He's, he's just, like, trying to, you know, point out the obvious facts, as Gordo normally does. Well, and, but still, it's not even like a, oh, I'm jealous that she, like, likes yeah. this guy or anything. It's just like, hey, are you, are you sure you trust him? Is he trustworthy? Yeah, and if you watch the series, Gordo is always that person. Yeah. Um, so, uh, after Lizzie leaves, Ethan comes out of, I guess, the bathroom, who, and he's heard all of this. And he's like, you know what? It's okay that you're jealous of Paolo. Uh, and he tries to give him, like, advice. And Gordo's just like, <laughs> he even tries to be, like, a bro. He's like, listen, man. <laughs> and Gordo, Gordo denies it. Yeah. But <laughs> Ethan tries to help. <laughs> yeah. And he's basically just like, we all know that you like her more than a friend, okay? <laughs> yeah. So this is where we see Matt and Molina. I guess we could have talked about it earlier. But Matt and Molina, they see the news story now of Lizzie on the cover of a tabloid uh, her hand being kissed by Paolo. And he, they have a translate button, and he sees that they think that Lizzie is Il- Isabella, this Italian pop singer. Mm-hmm. So Matt is like, what if we give blackmail to the Italian tabloids um, if they think that Lizzie is Isabella? Yeah. So the next day, Lizzie is pretending to be sick again. Miss Ungermeyer gives her a book on the Roman Empire for a report, since she can't go out and see the sights. Uh, but Paolo takes her out shopping for her awards show outfit. So, uh, while the group, like, Miss Ungermeyer and the other students are out, Gordo sees... Oh, this is the, this is the runway scene. I don't think I wrote it. I don't have the runway scene yet. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, Gordo sees... Oh, okay, this is, yeah. But I want to say, Lizzie doesn't fake an accent at all. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're just... I don't understand how they don't know. (laughs) They tell her, they tell them that she's practicing English, so she's only speaking English, but I guess she's also practicing an English accent for some reason. Yeah. So, yeah, the class is out, sightseeing, and Gordo sees these Italian girls reading a tabloid with Lizzie on the cover. So he goes over and he asks them to translate. Oh, this is where we go to cut to the supermodel fashion show. Yeah. Yeah, so at the fashion studio, there we have this little montage of they need to fix her because she looks so different after being on the island. Yeah, okay, so we get uh, this outfit 
Uh, we get the first one where she's covered in like yard lights. Um, no, no, no. I, there's tinfoil and a oh, magazine the tinfoil. hat That's with right. uh, her literal balls. tabloid. That's on top. It's the tabloid <laughs> of her of Lizzie. I remember this scene was my favorite as a kid. It's so fun. I'd also like to point out that the song that they use is a cover of Supermodel by RuPaul. Yeah. And I recently watched Drag Race, and I was like, "This is a Lizzie McGuire song." <laughs> and I was yeah. like, "Oh, it's originally a RuPaul song." <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So we have that outfit. We have the lights outfit all of these looks in a different occasion would serve they're couture it's couture <laughs> and i don't think that the international music video awards is a place for couture i always loved her igloo outfit because i liked the frosty makeup look they gave yeah. her yeah she's got like the like white lip gloss and like the white eyelash i always remember thinking the igloo was the best of them i agree <laughs> i was like if she has to pick one of those it better be the igloo <laughs> She's also got this sort of, like, goth look where her legs are just, like, tied together, basically. And then a dog comes and it unravels. <laughs> yeah, and then she's got this weird, like, lime green look where... It's like Marie Antoinette. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, she's walking and the skirt, like, sort of, like, hikes up from, like, her ankles to her knees. And she goes over to Paolo and she's like, um, I don't want to wear these. And Paolo's like, you are Isabella, you can stand up for yourself. Um, and she's like... She's like, listen, everyone, I'm Isabella. <laughs> and I dress myself. And so she, she's like, I need fabrics. And she's like, what about these? And they're like, okay, let's make an outfit out of it. Yeah. Um, so outside, Lizzie is signing autographs. Lizzie, okay, she leaves with these horrible small braids in her hair. <laughs> I don't know what they did to her. It's not like her entire head, but it's just like random ones throughout. Very early 2000s. It, it looks so bad. <laughs> uh, this is when she cartwheels and she says, goodbye, Lizzie McGuire. Hello, fabulous. Yeah. Which, Lizzie, you were always fabulous. Exactly. Um, so she's signing these autographs outside. She and signs apparently... a man's arm, and she starts writing Lizzie, and then crosses it out, and puts a heart, and then Isabella. Yeah. <laughs> and no one thinks this is suspicious. <laughs> and apparently where this um, fashion house is, is also right where the class is touring. Ugh. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, so Gordo basically has, Kate is like filming everything with a video camera. He basically has to block their vi her, the vision of Lizzie before they can get away. Um, so Paolo and Sergey, Paolo's uh, bodyguard who's always with them, sneak Lizzie back to her hotel room right before the class returns. Um, Kate notices Lizzie's makeover, and she's like, I know you've been out of this room. Uh, in a very rude way, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, you finally got highlights. Oh my god, you got a manicure for once in your life. Yeah. And so Lizzie explains everything to Kate, and Kate's just like, I mean, yeah, I'll keep it secret. Like, what's the fun in telling? <laughs> yeah. Well, and Kate is also like, this is so unfair. You're getting my Italian dream. And as we know, um, Kate and Lizzie used to be best friends. Mm -hmm. Um, until... Well, okay. So in the first episode... It's sort of explained that they were friends until they started wearing a bra, and then they weren't friends anymore. But there's an episode where Lizzie explains that they were best friends until Kate went to summer camp one summer, and then she came back and she was different, and they stopped being friends, and basically made it her mission in life to torture Lizzie. Mm -hmm. So we also learn about Kate's home life, though, and it's not good. Mm -hmm. Well, and I always found that confusing as a kid, because I feel like it would make sense if, like, Lizzie was the one who ended the friendship, and then Kate was mean to her. Yeah. But it was the other way around. <laughs> Kate ended the friendship, and then was also mean. Yeah. But also, we never really see Lizzie, like, pining to be friends again. She just wishes that Kate would stop torturing her. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Kate's like, yeah, whatever, I'll keep your secret. So Gordo comes inside the room. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
Gordo comes inside the room and he's like, look at this tabloid. This tabloid that I got translated by these two girls, it says that Paolo and Isabella are supposed to sing at this award show, not just present. And Lizzie's like, oh, well, maybe they change the schedule. And Gordo's like, um, no. They plan award shows months and months and months in advance. Yeah, so it's been planned months in advance. And Gordo's like, they don't just change things and then release that information in a tabloid. Like, that's not how this works. But Lizzie's just like, oh, well, I guess Paolo just forgot. And Gordo gets mad that he's, Lizzie's not listening to him. Because Gordo keeps pointing out all of these sketchy things. But Lizzie is too smitten with Paolo that this Italian pop star could like her that she can't see common sense. Mm -hmm. um, so that's when Paolo arrives to pick her up, even though he just dropped her off. Yeah. I never, I don't understand that. I think she just had to be back for, like, the, the yeah. check. Yeah, so Kate uh, promises to cover for her. Um, so back at home, Matt convinces his parents to go see Lizzie in Italy. Yeah, so not only did they, could they afford to send their daughter to Rome for a week on this school trip, all three of them are now just, flying to Rome. Just go. Because Matt says These he misses like Lizzie. These are, like, day of tickets, too. Yeah, because Matt says he misses Lizzie, and Mom's like, I miss Lizzie, too. Let's go to Rome. So then they're going to have to pay for while they're staying there and then flying back. It's two weeks. But, I, Matt, I mean, Matt's ulterior motive is to go to Italy so he can sell blackmail to yeah, tabloids. Of course. But I'm saying their parents just pick up and all, they yeah. all go to Rome. They don't have to take off work. Hello? <laughs> um, so Lizzie goes out to Paolo's car and she's like, hey, are we supposed to sing? And he's like... Yeah, but I'll explain everything. Yeah. Um, so it turns out that Paolo and Isabella were originally supposed to sing at the award show, but they couldn't after Isabella got mad and left. Paolo made an excuse to the award show that she had throat problems. But uh, whenever the paparazzi were taking photos of Lizzie outside the gelato shop when she and Paolo first met, a reporter heard Lizzie talking and was like, she doesn't have voice problems. So the record company heard and will now sue if they don't sing at the award show. Well, yeah, so mm. many plot holes here because, <laughs> like, just because someone can talk doesn't mean they can sing. I, this is, this is, I mean, I, these are not spoilers. I don't know why you're listening to this podcast if you haven't watched this movie. Exactly. Paolo is a slimy scumbag. He's just a bad liar. <laughs> He's a bad and Lizzie, liar, but again, to all of it. Lizzie is 14. Yeah. And, like, I can't, I can't say for sure that if, a, an older Italian pop star were feeding me all these things, I wouldn't also believe that. <laughs> yeah, but Lizzie is very stressed out. She's like, well, what am I supposed to do? I can't sing. Ugh, so this, this motherfucker yeah. looks Lizzie, looks Lizzie McGuire right in the eye, and he says, I, Paolo Velasale, promise to never embarrass you, Lizzie McGuire. This motherfucker of all the things he did, this promise this vow is the lowest well and it's also just all. like it's the biggest like crossing your hands like crossing your fingers behind your back that he could do because he's technically not lying right and it uh, and he must he must know what happened at graduation well that was the worldwide other thing. news that's the other thing once that happened don't you think italian because at the hotel the desk the guy at the desk was like, oh, I saw your video on CNN yeah. or whatever. Don't you think yeah, no one would else be like, like, hmm, that looks like Isabella. Like the again, Italian people. I think this was also to like raise the stakes of like Lizzie being like this 
this moment for Lizzie being embarrassed. Like, she's yeah. just trying to move on for it. So it just sort of, like, raises the conflict of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that's a flat hole. Yeah, after Paolo promises to never embarrass her, Lizzie's like, okay, yeah, I guess that's fine. And yeah, then, like, so they, like, walk romantically. They run along this waterfall as Lizzie laughs. She's yeah. like, ah, ha, 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 ha. And they watch these fireworks, <laughs> and they hold hands <laughs> while they watch the fireworks. He holds her hand, and Lizzie marvels at how beautiful they are. And he, this motherfucker looks at her, and he says, yes, you are. And Lizzie falls for it. And then... And then, to drive the knife even further, Gordo is watching the fireworks from the roof hotel by himself. Yep. <laughs> Listen, Taylor Swift said, when you're 15 and someone tells you they love you, you're gonna believe them. You are! <laughs> when you're 14 and a, t- a hot Italian pop star he wasn't tells, that hot! <laughs> tells you that you are more beautiful than the fireworks, you're gonna believe him. I mean, I guess if, like, your standards are Ethan Kraft. <laughs> if your standards are Ronnie. He's Ronnie. Cool uh, he burns Ronnie. CDs, Ronnie. He's a paper Everyone, boy. everyone has hurt Lizzie. No <laughs> one has treated her right. She doesn't know what it's like. Except Gordo. She, she has no frame of reference. <laughs> Gordo. She doesn't see what's right in front of her. Gordo never treated Lizzie Gordo wrong. Gordo never hurt Lizzie, and he never will. <laughs> Actually, we don't know that if we would have gotten that Lizzie McGuire reboot. Yeah. Actually, no, I believe it. Gordo would have never hurt Lizzie. I feel like they probably would have broken up, but he would have never, they would have never let each other I think they still would have been friends, though. Like, they would have definitely been friends. It would have been amicable. It would have been like, oh, like, haha, we dated for like a month when we were 14. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, they are they are soulmates, whether that be romantically, whether and that be platonically. They are meant to be by each other's side. And you know what? I think Gordon is maybe gay. I can believe that. <laughs> so, yeah. Happy um, Pride. So, let's see. On a plane, uh, the Lizzie's parents basically see this tabloid of Lizzie. Yeah, because Matt brought his fucking, like, blackmail briefcase with him. Yeah, he just brought it on the plane. Yeah. And, and so, they're basically just like, Matt, explain what's going on. So he yeah. does. Um, so coming back the ho- to the hotel, to the hotel, Gordo like literally as the class is coming in, Lizzie is sneaking out. Mm-hmm. So Gordo has to stop Ungermeyer from going up and checking on Lizzie. So Ungermeyer starts starts to suspect. She's like, "Listen, you're like trying really hard to protect Lizzie. I feel like she's been sneaking out this whole time. Like this is suspicious because Ungermeyer don't don't play with no shit. Like she knows she's, what's up. She's not dumb. She's not dumb. Um, so." Uh, Ungermeyer isn't taking anything from Gordo. She's like, I'm gonna go up there, and Gordo, like, if she's not there, she's gonna be in big trouble. So, Gordo. Gordo admits to Ungermeyer. He's like, Lizzie has been sick the whole time. I've been sneaking out. That wouldn't even make any sense. Yeah, I he's guess, been with the class the whole time. Yeah, I guess he's so invisible. He could have just been sneaking off, but But Ungermeyer is just like, okay, pack your bags. Bye. And then doesn't check on Lizzie. And then doesn't go to check on Lizzie. Yeah. Gordo took the fucking fall. Exactly. Uh, we cut to Paolo and Lizzie. They need to practice their their lip singing and dancing. Uh, Paolo tells her, you need to actually sing so it looks realistic. How would you know that, Paolo? Hmm. Interesting. Because Isabella always lip sing? Of course. Yeah, so they practice the dance, and oh my god, they're having so much fun. I love this, um, it's like, they start with, like, the song, right? And then they, obviously we know the song, the song starts slow and then goes faster, but this little dance break, it's sort of like a jazzy, like, trumpet version. I really like it. It's not on the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Um, so Lizzie returns to her hotel room, and she's like, oh my god, Kate, I had the best day. And Kate is basically like... Well, she's like, I need to go tell Gordo about it. And Kate's like, Gordo's not here. Yeah, and Kate's just like, he took the fall for you. And Kate, and Lizzie goes, why would he do that? And Kate looks at her dead in the eye and says, you're seriously asking that question? Like, Lizzie knows. She knows she never wanted to admit it. Um, so Gordo is about to, he's in the airport about to board his flight when he sees the real Isabella in the airport. Paparazzi are surround, or her team is surrounding her and she's holding this tabloid of Lizzie and she's like, who is this girl? Who is this girl? Who is this? This is not me. Um, so Gordo sees this and he's like, hey, maybe I can help Lizzie if I go meet Isabella. So Gordo misses his flight to go and talk to Isabella and he's like, hey, that's my friend. I think we can help each other. Mm -hmm. um, so Lizzie feels bad back in the hotel room and Kate's like, don't turn yourself in. Like, that means everything Gordo did was for nothing. He's on the way home for nothing. And you're gonna, like, make Paolo get sued by the record company because we still think Paolo's a good person at this point. Mm -hmm. And you just need to, like, get over it and do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, so Matt, or Mom, Dad, and Matt arrive at the hotel and they keep trying to talk to the front desk man who apparently now all of a sudden doesn't speak English because they keep saying Lizzie McGuire and he just, like, doesn't know what they're talking about. It's supposed yeah. to be funny, but that's when Miss Ungermeyer shows up and they're, they're like, what about McGuire? Oh, I've been trying to call you guys. She's been sick as a dog. So they go upstairs to the room and they go to check on her and, oh no, it's just pillows in the bed. It's just pillows in the bed. But then Ungermeyer's also like, where did Kate go? And doesn't think anything of it. <laughs> yeah, so then they go to the weakest link. They go to Ethan and they hold his skateboard out the window. And they're like, where'd they go? And Ethan's like, they probably went to the Italian Pop Music Awards where Lizzie's posing as pop singer Isabella. <laughs> just like, Listen, his skateboard is his best friend. <laughs> Um, so Lizzie and Paolo are walking the red carpet. Mind you, this award show is at the Coliseum. I don't think the Coliseum <laughs> can hold an Italian music award okay, show. Okay, but it also doesn't make sense because they're inside. Yeah. <laughs> There's, like, a backstage and, like, a whole electronic sound system set up. I, I'm very confused. Is this fucking Red Rocks? What's going on? I don't, I don't know. Um, so Lizzie falls on the red carpet. Classic Lizzie. Of course. Um, so Lizzie is like freaking out. She's like, oh my god, like I'm so nervous. I can't do this. I can't do this. And so fucking Paolo. Fucking Paolo looks at her and he says, you can do this because you shine like daylight from the sun. So Paolo's like, okay, I have to go on stage right. You're going to be on stage left. I'll see you out there. So Paolo goes off. And that's when Gordo arrives with Isabella. Lizzie's by herself now. And she's like, oh my gosh, like, Gordo, like, you're here. And Gordo's like, no time for that. Meet Isabella. So Isabella comes in and she's like, listen, Paolo is setting you up. <laughs> this is my impersonation of Hilary Duff's Italian accent. <laughs> um, and she's like, listen, or they're like, listen, like, everything Paolo told you about the music and Isabella and lip singing, it's reverse. Isabella writes the music. Paolo's the one that lip sings. He has no talent. Isabella wanted to go solo, and Paolo got pissed. Um, she's like, Isab yeah, Isabella is the one who sings live. And Paolo is trying to embarrass, quote-unquote, Isabella on stage, so it looks like she can't sing, not knowing that Lizzie McGuire actually has the voice of an angel. But we'll get to that later, because that doesn't make any <laughs> but sense. But it's not the voice of Isabella. But it's not the voice of Isabella. So Paolo wants to destroy Isabella's career, because she wanted to break up and do her own thing. Mm -hmm. At first, Lizzie doesn't believe them. She's like, no, like, Paolo would never do this to me. And Isabella's like, wait, Lizzie, who are you going to believe? Gordo, who you've known your entire life, your best friend in the world, or some guy who tells you 
you shine like the light from the sun. Boom! Oh! Oh! <laughs> yeah, Lizzie is obviously very disappointed. She's very hurt, obviously, makes sense. Um, and she turns to Isabella and she's like, well, okay, then you go out there. And Isabella's like, I cannot. I have brown hair. You have blonde hair. <laughs> like, if he sees me, he'll, like, call it off and we won't be able, but if we want to get revenge, we'll, we'll have a plan. Yeah. So, uh, the crew takes, takes Lizzie up. No one notices the real Isabella backstage. Well, yeah, and Lizzie has to go get dressed still. She's still in her, like, red carpet outfit. Yeah, so they grab her and they go get ready and Gordo and Isabella are, are like, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Like, go get drained. Like, we'll, we'll let you know what to do. Um, so, so, of course, we gotta do a classic little singing in the rain. Yeah, well, first, um, we notice that the Maguires and Ungermeyer and Ethan Kraft, they're all able to get into the show. I think all of the kids from the trip are here now. I think yeah. Ungermeyer was like, you know what? The, yeah, part everyone, of it. let's go. <laughs> um, okay, so, we start out with the music, all right? So, Lizzie comes out on stage. She starts to sing. She starts to lip sing, and Isabella is singing live vocals for her backstage, so it looks like it's Isabella singing. Um, Paolo starts to sing, but then Gordo, backstage, switches off Paolo's, or switches off Paolo's voice track and turns on his mic so that Paolo is now singing live. And guess what? Paolo can't sing for shit. His voice is cracking. It's, ah! Uh. His voice is cracking. So then the real Isabella comes on stage, and no one's just like, what the fuck is happening? They're all just like, woo, Isabella! Yeah. And then, the four most brutal words in the English language are spoken. Mm -hmm. Isabella says, sing to me, Paolo. Which is, oh, it cuts. It cuts deep and it hurts. Yeah, and honestly, I don't know why he continues. He knows yeah. that he can't sing, <laughs> he just, but he, he does. He needs to sing. Yeah, and it's, as, it's, as, it's, the, it's the sheer force that those words have. They're just magic. Yeah, as he's singing, everyone is booing. They understand he's a Everyone frog. laughs. Yeah, he runs like, off the stage. Hello. Um, Isabella, oh, off stage, Sergey, Paolo's bodyguard, he says, Lizzie McGuire is a nice girl, and you tried to hurt her. I quit. Yeah. And then he tells all the paparazzi, he says, Paolo can't sing. Paolo could never sing. We stand, Sergey. <laughs> we love it. Um, so Isabella keeps singing with Lizzie on stage, um, and they're both singing on stage together. They're singing the song. And that's when Isabella just leaves and leaves Lizzie on stage. Yeah, she's like, keep singing. And then she's Lizzie like, tries to leave. And then Gordo's like, no, stay. Gordo, her rock, her support system. <laughs> yeah. He says, listen, like, you've been training for, oh, he doesn't really say anything. He's just like, go, go sing. Yeah. Like, have fun. Yeah, so Lizzie just keeps on carrying so the song. Lizzie sings. She sings like she does, mm -hmm. like Hilary Duff. It's amazing. All of a sudden, all of these backup dancers come out. <laughs> the dance break. There was one backup dancer that I always thought was really cute. <laughs> I didn't notice It's the one who, like, she, like, has his arm on his shoulder, and I was like, why didn't you get with that guy instead? Yeah, so they're dancing, they do the whole thing. Lizzie finishes, again, the song alone. Isabella doesn't come out until the very end. No, but it's Lizzie's voice somehow keeps changing to a completely different voice. Yeah. I looked at the IMDb trivia, apparently that voice is the one who sang the Lizzie McGuire theme song. And looking back, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like, it sounds the exact same. You know, like that final, like, dreams. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, though. Like, like I know that there was a voice double for Vanessa Hudgens in High School Musical because there were, like, certain notes that she couldn't hit. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know Hilary Duff is going to be your star. Why not write the song for her? Like, in her... <laughs> and, like, I don't know much about singing. Is it a hard song to sing? I don't know. Well, I, I, she hadn't even started her music career at this point yet, so I don't know that she had a lot of, like, singing under her belt. 
Had Metamorphosis not come out yet? I don't think so. I don't think in She definitely had songs, though. Well, yeah, but not a whole album. Oh. Well, I don't I know. don't think. I don't know. Anyway, we get Hey Now, Hey Now, This Is What Dreams Are Made Of. Mm-hmm. Famously covered by Trisha Paytas. I <laughs> uh, don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but after this... Lizzie finishes the song by herself, Isabella comes out, and she's like, everyone meet my new friend, my new Lizzie, Lizzie McGuire. McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. Just, everyone's just like, yay. I feel like, though, if like some rando came out and just like killed this song, I would be like absolutely living. <laughs> I feel like I'd be like, where does Isabella go? <laughs> Hello? Um, yeah, so afterwards... Oh, yeah, oh, I just want to say the whole time Gordo was offstage just watching her shine. Yeah. And, listen, this is supposed to be, you know... Um, oh, wait, no, never mind. I will... I'll get to that at the end. Um, so, uh, back at the hotel, people... Paparazzi's just taking pictures of Lizzie. Her parents tell her she's grounded. Way to, way to keep her... Keep her Back in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, Ungermeyer calls Gordo a good friend. and Yeah, she, she says he's loyal, and that goes a long way in Ungermeyer's book. Yes, he's on her good side now. Uh, Matt tries to sell blackmail on Lizzie to the concierge, and he throws his videotape in the fountain. Yep. Um, Gordo and Lizzie go up to the roof together, and Gordo tells Lizzie, he's like, hey, like you didn't have to come to Rome to do all this. Like You had, you had it in you the whole time. And Gordo always saw that. Oh, it makes me and so Lizzie kisses Gordo, and the rest is left up to our interpretation. They go back downstairs. We don't know what happened to Lizzie and Gordo. Yeah, we never get it. And I kind else. of, I kind of love that. I kind of love that it just ended with a kiss. Yeah. I would still have liked to see the reboot, but it's fine. <laughs> well, fuck Disney for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the end of the Lizzie McGuire movie. That is the end of the Lizzie McGuire movie. Um, I have a Lizzie McGuire movie soundtrack. So you know I wore out what dreams are made of. Of course. Um, I particularly enjoy the line, yesterday my life was duller, <laughs> everything's technicolor. Well, yeah, but then they made that edit, and now it's like a TikTok thing of like, now everything's technic, and then it's like, hey now, hey now. Oh, that slow version? Yeah. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. These children don't even understand where the original comes from. Also, I saw a TikTok once that said, um... The, the singer of the, the guy who made the slow version is, uh, he assaulted one of his girlfriends, and the girlfriend was like, hey, this guy's not a good person, so Ooh. we shouldn't support that song. It's also just bad. <laughs> not good, guys. I'm so, like, there are songs you can remake, this is not one of them. You, you need to leave genius where it is. <laughs> but yeah. Also, we, got, we forgot to mention, during one of the moped scenes, um, Why Not by Hilary Duff. Classic. This was also on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Great song. Very good. How, how do you rate this movie? I would give this a 4 out of 5. I give it a 5 out of 5. <laughs> I really enjoy it, but I do feel like there are parts that are lagging. I don't even think we need, like, the cutbacks to the family, like, back at home. Like We definitely don't. I get, like, and why. I, and I don't even think that they need to be there, like, when all this happens. Like, they would have seen it happen on TV. Like, they could have had a scene of them, like, explaining it. Like, I get why they did it to, like... Because it's, like, who we know from the series. Yeah. And so they tried to include, every, like, the main cast, at least. Mm-hmm. Like, at least, like, give them something for being in the show for well, so yeah. long. Well, and, yeah. And, of course, get that check. I'm glad that they were in the yeah. movie. Uh, but, I don't know. I, it but, felt like, I a guess, little unnecessary to me. I've, I wish that, like, more of the classmates would have been there. I mean, like, I guess, like, maybe they didn't have the budget for it. I mean, I don't know why they would have the budget. Like, I'm sure this movie outgrossed anything they were predicting. <laughs> But, like, I wanted, like, Larry Tudgeman there. I, <laughs> I wanted Lonnie. Like I said, I'm a Lonnie fan. 
<laughs> Listen, they're being classist. Those people couldn't afford to go to Rome. I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Or like Kate's friend Claire. She was there for no reason. <laughs> but yes, that is the Lizzie McGuire movie. Um, it was recently brought to our attention that Agent Cody Banks 2 does not have Hillary Duff. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we'll just watch the first one. <laughs> I guess that'll be our next our next one. Yeah. Our next one will be Agent Cody Banks. Agent Cody in Banks. In our Hillary Duff series. We'll see you in two weeks. In yes, in two weeks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.